0: and a good morning to you. It is dropped the subject. It's a Monday. It's a holiday week. I know some people are starting to think about going on road trips, but ah, man, COVID cases are spiking again. Who knows if things are going to be closed by the end of today. We already learned that in LA County, bars are closing yet again. Oh, terrible news. But I am happy to be back. Last week I was out. I was uh, helping out on one of our sister stations here uh, at Entercom in LA. And I very much thank James and Char for holding down the fort in my absence, but I'm back and we're giving James a much-needed day off, which means that I am joined by an old pal that you may not have heard on the airwaves here in a while. Um, I think since all of this corona began. Since uh, Clinton, corona.
1: Welcome back to the show. Hi, Ali Johnson. It's so nice to hear your voice.
0: It's not, well, thank you. That's, uh, I, I don't hear those words very often. I'm very thankful that you're speaking them now and and we will talk about everything that you've been up to because you've been traveling all around, you've been doing all kinds of things since since I've last seen you just in as on a friendship level we have to catch up. We do. But
1: I was furloughed by the station. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I bear I barely cover here, I was I still got a furlough call, so I felt like I was part of, you know, the group.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> nice. that's nice that you felt connected. And uh, well, you know, every company, all these companies are just trying to get by and trying to say, hey, you know, we are doing the best we can here. And, um, you know, it's, it's kind of nice now that we can feel things are getting a little bit closer back to normal, even though, you know, you look at the news and you feel like this year is anything but normal. But, uh, but la- that's
1: that's the huh. thing is I, people want, like, I want to work. I I want to work, but all of my jobs, all of everything that I do is dried up. So <laughs> there's nothing to do for me.
0: Well, you've been on this extended vacation type of thing and it, it's like one extreme or the other. The people that I know that have been working this whole time feel more overworked than ever. And I was just reading an article about how, people who are working from home feel like they are more overworked than they are when they're actually going into the office right because you have to figure out for yourself what your hours are going to be but then you also have this mentality that you all, the, you have this expectation right that you always need to be connected to your computer and you always need to be responding to emails because you're home Because know you that you're gonna be there
1: you can't separate the home and work you're it's because it's all in the same place every Exa- time you look if you're at home every time you look over and see your desk you're like I should be working.
0: Exactly. So yeah. even taking a second to just, you know, clean a counter, you're like, ah, uh, uh, or like eat lunch or whatever. But then, so you have that group, the group of people that have been working through this entire thing and they've been working from home and they feel very, very overworked. And then you have people uh like Clayton who have been on this, uh, you know, you, you haven't been working and you want to be working. And so, you know, then we're in this tricky time period now where it's 4th of July, most people would be out of town on a on a much needed vacation by now. But some people are going, oh, I, I'm, I'm in such need of a vacation, but I don't feel like I can go anywhere. And then there are other people who have been, you know, kind of on a, va- a an, an unwanted vacation for the last few months and they're like okay cool july 4th is just like any other day
1: right well two things first if you are spending when if you're spending your free time cleaning counters (laughs) you're not (laughs) are you (laughs) you're not spending your free time wisely (laughs) that's that's still working So, you, first of all, you have to, you know, I don't know, read a book, watch a TV show, stop cleaning counters.
0: Okay, that that is something that is therapeutic to me. To take okay. a second step away from my computer, but I don't want to leave the house to go do something actually relaxing. So, I just busy myself with house cleaning.
1: No, I get it. When I'm not working, I like to dig ditches. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, but, well, you know, everyone has their hobbies. Everyone yeah. picked up their own quarantine hobbies and di- you know, ditch digging is one that I haven't heard much <laughs> about, but I do for uh, well, sure let, more power to you, buddy. Let me
1: tell you, it's therapeutic. But no, here's the thing, <laughs> and this is probably a tough like this is not a good take because if you're working all the time during this, you know, right now, then of course you want a vacation, but if you have not worked for 3 months, it's like it it's not fun anymore. It's not fun to be forced to stay home. It's not fun to be forced to like not make money.
0: Well, and if you were going to, well, you didn't plan it yourself. That's part of the problem. Is exactly. that you didn't plan a three month vacation that you've been saving up for, that you've already got an agenda figured out. Okay, we're going to travel, even on the cheap, or hey, I'm going to take a long road trip. Anything like that is fun when you've planned it. When you have an unplanned three months off then you even you've even had time to plan little things for yourself to do but then again there like you said there's nothing to do there's nothing, there's nothing. that you can really yeah like we tried to, we went camping over the weekend there's still a lot of things that are closed down and so even if you are trying to travel a little bit you're so limited that you don't really feel like you're getting the vacation that you really wanted right and Just, I did go into work last week, I went into the building that we haven't gone into in months. Uh, You know, like I said, I was helping out on one of the sister stations here, K-Rock. And so I was going into the office every day, and I hadn't been, I was like, okay, what what am I going to be walking into here? What is this going to be like? And I was very disappointed in the fact that everybody was super dressed up like they were before this happened. And I kind of understood, I thought we were all in agreement that we were all just going to be wearing pajamas from now on. <laughs> I was like, all right, we're going to be just... It's going to be super casual. And everyone's in their own studios. No one's sharing studios still. So you're not really seeing that many people unless you absolutely have to. So, I mean, I was just doing my eye part of my makeup because I knew anytime I was out in the common areas, I'd be wearing a mask. I was wearing... I mean, i and then I felt obligated to wear pants every day because I saw everybody else wearing pants. And I was like, what the hell, you guys? I thought this was going to be different. I thought this was a time to
1: change. Yeah, but it's... It's like people want to not be wearing sweatpants every day. So they're <laughs> going out. of They're going out of because that's all we've been wearing.
0: <laughs> I, I don't want that. I'm if there's one thing that I want to remain, it's getting rid of handshakes and keeping the pajamas every day. Yeah, but I'm fine th- with
1: it. The way that you said it earlier is that you're like, you put on pants. Like, that was a (laughs) big thing. It was. Now we we all know that you never wear pants at home. It's
0: true. I don't. I'm wearing sweats right now. Look. All right. When we come back, we have a very exciting show planned for you. And we're going to talk about, you know, Clayton spent the last few weeks, I believe, on a road trip. And if you are thinking of going on a road trip in the coming days and weeks, uh, you know, leading up to summer, I mean, summer's here. Uh, Clayton has some tips for you, and so we'll get to that when we get back. You're listening to Drop the Subject. Don't go anywhere. Drop the Subject.
2: The new Channel Q.
0: Drop the Subject with Ally Johnson. And Clayton Ferris, our bisexual buddy, is joining us on the air today. And you know who else is joining us is the guy who is trimming our bushes outside. <laughs> because that's uh, – I- I've never seen such diligent – bush trimming and lawn mowing in my life but that's one thing they have not ceased over the past few months that they have been extremely extremely consistent with very loud weed whacking on the regular <laughs> so I'm very happy thank you sir for joining us yes you're doing a great job beautiful round shape um, Clayton you have been traveling over the past few months I have and is it just been has it just been three months solid of traveling, or was it just the last few weeks? Because you've been road tripping, and I know this is something that a lot of people have been thinking about doing. They might be a little nervous now with the rise in the cases, but it seems like you got back just before I started reading all the reports of COVID cases spiking.
1: Yeah, I did get back right before everything started spiking, but unfortunately, I went to the place where things were spiking the most.
0: (laughs) So, you were in Texas. I was in Texas, yes.
1: Where they've rejected kind of like the idea of wearing masks and social distancing, I think, for a while now. So, they're seeing a little bit of the aftermath of that.
0: And you're from Texas, so none of this surprises you, I assume.
1: Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) No, absolutely. I am from Texas, and it's not really surprising, but I was surprised to see my own parents kind of taking it more seriously than i thought they were but for me it was just like being cooped up being someone who's been adhering to all of the social distancing rules and all that i felt like i really haven't left the house so the idea of just getting out on the open road and just headed to where to towards anywhere was like so relaxing and sounded so amazing and it actually was
0: now but you you are a bit of a I don't know if you're a hypochondriac, but you you're, you don't really like germs in general. I mean, when when all this was happening, I was seeing you in the studio still, and you were very diligent about the hand sanitizer and the washing of the hands. So, I, and I know for me, I'm not a germy phobe person, but when I had my first outing. I was nervous because this this whole experience in a way has made, turned people into agoraphobes in, in, in addition to being germaphobes. So right. did you feel when you got out on the open road a sense of terror or or where you're like, oh God, what have we done? Let's go back to the house. Like, well, did that ever happen for you?
1: No, because I think that that's like one of the, the kind of the tips. Like we kind of loaded up on food before we left. So the only stops we were going to make were like bathroom stops, and we did a lot of um, going, like stopping at rest stops. Kind of felt a little bit safer for some reason than stopping at, uh, say, a gas station or, or a restaurant. And by the way, a, a lot of restaurants and like gas station bathrooms are are still closed. So, so, so this you is gotta what my wife was saying, oh, breaks.
0: everything's going to be closed. And I was like, they can't close a bathroom. Like, if you walk into a Target, the bathroom's going to be open. They're not just going to close those bathrooms. But you are seeing that.
1: Well, there was, like, er- I mean, like, earlier, now you're seeing more of them open. But there was a time when, like, all of that stuff was, cl- was closed down. But... On the road, like what I did notice, and this might not be the case, there's like no traffic, like no one's out there traveling. It feels very barren, which is like nice.
0: Yes. So, but uh, so I went camping this past weekend and we left late, late on a Friday night. I mean, probably eight, seven or eight o'clock. Right. We just, you know, went camping a couple hours away from here but i was sitting in traffic and i was like man i think a lot of other people are camping this weekend we went to this lake that we'd never been to before we set up our little t- tent and we brought our air mattress was ended up only being the only one that had a hole in it which i don't know why we even still had that but it was so it was kind of an uncomfortable trip but we went to the lake that you know we woke up in the morning you know not rested as usual when you're camping and then we went to the lake and there were thousands and thousands of people <laughs> oh, God. i mean all the parking lots were full. We were just looking around, like, my God, what is going on? I mean, huge, fa- like families pouring out of these vans of like six, ten, twenty. There was 20. there were groups of like twenty, thirty people all lined up with their tents and barbecue, full on barbecues out. I mean, everything, and we we had that that feeling of. Shock and kind of disoriented, being like, "Oh no, what are we supposed to do now?" I don't even, you know, I thought we were just going to be outside by a lake and have plenty of room on either side. Right now, we we just kind of sat there uncomfortably in our little foldy chairs, and then we kind of went into the lake, and then we were like, "Let's go back to the campsite." Like, I, and I think yeah, everybody it's scary. was just done.
1: It's scary. It's scary like I'm done. I'm over COVID. Start-
0: I want to travel.
1: Right. But it's scary when you start seeing people and you start going to places because like I went to Big Bear this weekend and it was the same thing. Like the town, the downtown was like packed. Right. And everybody
0: has the same idea.
1: (laughs) Right. Because everyone's like, let's go to a small town to get away from like all of this (laughs) mess. And then that small town becomes the epicenter because everyone left. The big town.
0: <laughs> exactly. And then now you're gonna see in a couple weeks, cases in Big Bear have spiked, and we were trying to figure out why. And it's because all the grubby right. LA people decided to get away for the weekend in a small town. Exactly. Uh, but it's scary
1: right. to be around it's scary to be around people at first. Like you forget how to socialize yes! and you forget how to kind of just be like in a room next to strangers <laughs> you're like
0: hello i can see the back of your head this is new <laughs> oh man okay things are changing uh obviously terminology is changing people are being canceled flags are changing mississippi has just passed a, a wonderful vote that has taken way too long to get past their changes coming to their flag we'll talk about that when we get back Drop the
2: subject. The new Channel Q.
0: Drop the subject with Allie Johnson. James is off today, but Clayton Ferris is joining me today. Always happy to have you, Clayton.
1: Always happy to be here.
0: And we've talked a lot in the last few weeks about things, terminology that's going away, right? Uh, uh, Statues that are going away. People are going away after showing their opinions, and the opinions turn out to be problematic or racist. But uh, and and I don't know if if uh, this was covered last week by James and Shar, but the Masters golf tournament will be changing their terminology. They're getting rid of the word master. Uh, master bedroom might be going away, and
1: that's so that- interesting because that's just one of those things that you say, but you never knew why you were saying it. Like I'm just like yeah, that, that's th- I said that this weekend. I was like when we got to our uh, our, our cabin, I was like, and this is the master having no idea where that word, like term came from.
0: Right. But then you think about it and you're like, oh yeah, that probably was the original terminology was like, and the master is here, and (laughs) then the slave court, you know what I mean? Right. So it came into and had this racist uh uh originality. Right. And then then you think about other words that contained master, like master bait, and you're like, well, where did that come from? (laughs) so I I don't know. We're just changing everything with the word master, but anyway, I digress. The important thing is that Mississippi has just, their state state legislature has finally passed a bill to remove the Confederate symbol from their state flag. This this flag, if you've not seen it, it's a a blue stripe, it's, it's a horizontal blue stripe, horizontal white, then horizontal red, and then in the little corner... At the top left, there's just a little Confederate symbol. And they're like, this is our flag. And, you know, with all of this stuff, all of these things that are changing, one thing that pops up for me a lot, and I would imagine for some others, is, oh, why is that even still there? Why why has this not changed by now? Um, And then I'm sure there are plenty of people in the black community who are like, yeah, guys, we've been... (laughs) Like, this we've been, has been around, we've been telling you this. And everyone's like, whoa, I didn't realize that's super racist. And they're like, yeah, we know. So I'm very glad to see that this is changing. It was cleared in a state house vote of 91 to 23. State Senate had a 37 to 14 vote. And so they're going to remove the Confederate emblem. And it also includes the phrase in God we trust, blah, blah, blah. They said that they're going to vote on a new, desi- a, d- a new design this November, but they do need to replace it with something because if you just take away that little square, it's just it—it it looks like a flag from another country. Like you can't just go three horizontal stripes because that—it's—it's uh, it's sort of like a sidewaysy French flag. It's there a are kind other of a flags Russian. That, it's
1: Russian flag.
0: It looks very similar to Russian flag, which is kind of a problem if you think about the history that russia has with the politics in this country right so there's also i mean we're looking at like a slavic flag is the exact same blue white and red so um we definitely need to just completely do away with it i think we should start from scratch and what are some of the iconic things about mississippi because why don't we just go to the drawing board and say hey what good things came out of mississippi and we can rebuild a flag that way
1: well i feel like they could go from the angle of like like the flag could just have text and it could say mississippi the one state that everyone can spell because you know how you, (laughs) you had to growing up learn how to spell mississippi I still m
0: i s s i s s i p p i.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's like that cadence and rhythm is in my head; will never go away. Do you think I can spell Michigan? No, but I can. But I can spell Mississippi. Idaho?
0: No, no. Okay.
1: But Mississippi, I can spell. Okay. Maybe it should just be Mississippi. I can spell. I don't know. I'm just spitballing ideas. <laughs> okay,
0: no, I get it. I get it. Um, also thinking, you know, of what's popular people or celebrities who have come out of Mississippi, uh, we can go traditional and go Elvis. Uh, he, Elvis. He came out of Mississippi. Uh, we can just go a standard picture animated drawing of Elvis. We could a, also- A gif
1: of Elvis would be good, a gif.
0: <laughs> you know, that is not a bad idea, Clayton. Why don't we get- a A GIF flag that... A
1: a digital GIF flag. It's time to update. If we're going to update it...
0: Why are we going to keep with a traditional flag format in 2020 when everything is going virtual? Why don't we have a 3D flag?
1: I like this idea. But there's also some gay... Like, there's gay people from Mississippi. No. So we could... I think it could just be, yeah, like Tig Nataro, Lance Bass, amongst many, uh, many others. So we could just say, like, if we're going to go in a different direction, maybe, maybe just say Mississippi, because I'm, I'm all in for text on the flag. So just so we're very clear about what we're representing. So I think it should just be a a red flag. And it just says Mississippi, the gayest state.
0: (laughs) (laughs) or we could have a picture of lance bass and then underneath it it says in in bass we trust.
1: I like that too. Cuz okay. that that can double for the cuz a lot of people like to fish in Mississippi <laughs> so they will they'll think it's about fish.
0: Yeah, and they'll be like I love bass. I do trust in bass. They're a great food source. So there we go. I think we're solving the problem. If you want to add to our idea, if our of if, if you want to add to the idea, idea mill that is currently churning around in Clayton and Mice heads, please do at DTS show on our Twitter and Instagram. Let us know what you think the Mississippi flag should be replaced with. We'll be right back because people are not happy about something that is changing hulu made a decision about a show that i love i would hope that you love and people are not happy about it we'll talk about that when we come back drop the subject
2: the new channel q
0: welcome back to drop the subject we've been talking uh you know about some of the things that are changing in america things that should be changing including the mississippi flag as a Great example. Uh, any statue of Christopher Columbus, another great example. Any school that is named the Robert E. Lee School, great example of something that should change. Uh, because, you know, a lot of the names and a lot of these statues that were created, they were created many, many years ago. And you think about how we've evolved and how we continue to evolve and how, th- and how quickly things are changing and they should be changing. You're like, great, get rid of the name. We don't need the stupid Robert E. Lee School. Just get rid of it. Get rid of the statues. I don't care. Get rid of it. Uh, get rid of the Confederate flag. Just go. Okay, NASCAR. Good, good decision. Just get rid of the damn flag. Let's change. Let's evolve. Let's do better. Right. Then Hulu removed an episode of the Golden Girls where Rose and Blanche are wearing mud masks and people are like, no. <laughs> <laughs> keep the mud mask episode which is really interesting because i am a huge fan of the golden girls i have been obsessively watching that show since i was very young it's very comforting and there are a lot of very groundbreaking episodes of that show that took place in the 80s including um uh an episode where Blanche's daughter gets pregnant via artificial insemination. That was an episode that took place in the 80s. Blanche's brother is gay, has a whole coming out episode. There are a lot of episodes that feature some great LGBT culture that feature a lot of things that maybe older women in the eighties would have problems with. And these women are accepting and, and and yes, they have problematic episodes. There is an episode where the girls uh, adopt a bunch of minks in order to kill them for their fur. That's, that's a bad one, (laughs) but there, uh, there's an episode in question that Hulu has removed And it's an episode about... I remember this episode clearly. It's where Dorothy's son, Michael, starts dating an older woman, an older black woman. And it's about Dorothy trying to grapple with the fact that her son is dating a woman that's much older. It's not necessarily about her race. It's about the age difference. Mm -hmm. So the, the woman, the older woman, comes over to visit the girls and visit the family and for all of them to get acquainted. And then... Blanche and Rose are in the middle of doing mud masks because they are doing some kind of a beauty uh, program. So they walk out and they're wearing mud masks and just take a listen because this is how it went. Oh, my Lord. This is mud on our faces. We're not really black.
3: Mama, Aunt Trudy, Aunt Libby, this is Blanche Devereaux, Hello. this is Rose Nylon, and this is Michael's mother, Dorothy. And this is
2: Michael.
0: So then it just goes on as as planned, right? And and there are other jokes that are made in other episodes that I I would say are a little more quote problematic than than this moment, but it seems it, it and I'm all for the fact of if, if people want this to be taken down, if people are like, this bothers me, I'm offended by this, please take it down, great, take it down, right, Clayton?
1: Yeah, well, I it see that seems to be the problem. It's like no one was really considering this a problematic episode. Um the episode is really about like this, like you said, it's about an interracial dating scenario it's about dating someone older so like there's actually parts of the episode that are good to have in the canon and in the culture and i think that some complaints that we're seeing on twitter are, are kind of like this undermines a movement if every single little thing is is taken down or considered like because people might have a reaction to this like oh this is dumb this is a dumb overreaction that people are people are doing this. And that's gonna just lessen the movement. So it just seems like people have to be smarter and companies have to be smarter about what they're actually going back and trying to correct.
0: Well, yeah, and and it seems, I mean, there are several comments that, you know, this has been all over Twitter all weekend, and I I wanted to read one, this guy, Tory Griffin, he's a a black activist and a uh, campaign staffer, and he tweeted something that I thought was really interesting. He said, Black people didn't ask you to take take down that Golden Girls episode. Mud Facials and black people are not synonymous. And by taking the episode down, you also rob us of incredible black talent like Rosalind Cash and Virginia Capers. Because this is an episode where there are a lot of great female black actresses too. So right. that's you know, you're 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 also taking that part of the show away. By taking right. away that entire episode. So... But the reality
1: of it is, is everyone in this current moment, especially white people, are a little on edge and going back and, like, re-examining everything that we've done in our past. Ever? Right. Ever. And, se- and like, there's part of it that's, like, we want to correct and, like, we we want to acknowledge we've done some things in our past that may be uh, a little bit racist, even though you- it wasn't intentional. But there's also this element, and this is just the truth, that people are going back because they don't want to be canceled for their... M- yeah, they're just
0: going to go through and scrub.
1: They're scrubbing.
0: Right. So Hulu was scrubbing and going, well, this is going to come up, so let's just get rid of it. And people are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right? It's not our Golden Girls. Don't take that away. Um, Alright, when we come back, there was a virtual Global Pride event that took place over the weekend. Kesha and uh, Adam Lambert made an appearance. There were a lot of people that were uh, speaking out, and it was uh, overall a success. And we'll go over a couple bullet points from that when we get back. You're listening
2: to Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject. The new channel came keeps- you.
0: Drop the subject. Welcome back. It is the second hour that we have with you today. Allie Johnson here and Clayton Ferris, our bisexual friend, is with us today.
1: Hey, y'all.
0: Now... <laughs> We, I, I didn't get a chance to talk about this last week because I wasn't here, but we, I'm sure, uh, discussed on the station as a whole what was going on with the Stonewall Inn. Uh, on Saturday, it was Stonewall Day. It was the day that the Stonewall riots began, and it's the 51st anniversary of Stonewall, and everyone was very shocked. I mean, it, it, a lot of businesses are struggling as a result of, co- of COVID right now, and it was a shock to the community to see that Stonewall Inn was at... Uh, at risk of closing, and there was a GoFundMe that had been set up. There's about, I mean, as of now, I'm looking at it. Two hundred sixty thousand dollars has been raised, but also another foundation, um, called the the Gill Foundation. They just made a $250,000 donation to the Stonewall Inn to help keep it open. So it's really wonderful to see such an outpouring of support for the Stonewall Inn, such an iconic, such a historic part of our history. And Stonewall Day uh, also had a big event attached to it. This Saturday was a virtual global pride because, as we've been telling you, we've been all been celebrating pride virtually. You know, you're not naked on a float this year you're just gonna have to be naked with your bare buns sitting on your couch watching Kesha and Adam Lambert but still not not a bad day right Clayton
1: no I mean that's I'm naked right now and I'm enjoying my pride
0: <laughs> I know exactly you're expressing your pride in a very creative way and I it's it's making this very interesting recording experience um I here's my thing so all day this was happening, this virtual pride, global pride 2020. It was a big thing, and it's it was a way to really get the energy up, right? I mean, yeah, guys, we can't be out there, but, you know, it, this is all about change. You know, Stonewall started as a riot. Everyone's out there protesting right now. This is great. Let's amplify the message. Uh, you know, it, it, it was supposed to be a time of really rallying people together. And then you cut to who was performing, and you hear speeches like this.
2: And I just wanted to say thank you. I'm I'm so emotional to be here today to perform in honor of the Allied Coalition.
0: So this is Kesha. Right. And <laughs> I, I'm thinking of why this event is taking place, how important it is to get everyone excited, right? And then you go to Nana.
2: Kesha! The Ruth Ellis Center and LGBTQ youth on Stonewall Day. I really do believe that you're the future.
0: So, and if you look at Kesha, I don't know how you're feeling about the makeup situation, Clayton, but it looks like she doesn't know how to put on makeup or it almost looks like she's she's got a lot (laughs) a lot of makeup on which you can tell especially when it's like a zoom or a camera situation where someone's in their home and it looks very out of place for them to have that much makeup on it really just kind of glares at you almost immediately so when i'm looking at what's going on with global pride oh cool this is so great and then i'm looking at keshul and go ah and then I see her eyes with no life in them whatsoever, and she's like, "I'm so excited to be here."
1: And her I'm like, eyes what? are weight. Her eyes are weighed down by eyeshadow, so she can't express <laughs> naturally because the eyeshadow is too heavy. I mean, look, I don't want to make fun of Kesha because she's being an ally, and she's here being a great person, but you well, can And te- she's a
0: bi lady, apparently.
1: She's bi herself, mm-hmm. but you can tell in these situations with some of these celebrities that have to do their own makeup because they're home by themselves. It's like, this gal has not done her own makeup in years. No.
0: no, and you can tell when someone has bad light. Like, I'm one of those people who has bad lighting in her bathroom. Right. So I'm putting on makeup in the bathroom thinking everything's looking great and then I get into the car and I look like a drag queen and I'm like, damn, what happened? Right. Uh, the- and I'm not, like, I, I'm... Drag queen makeup looks better than my makeup. I'm saying that like I look like a bad drag queen, and this Kesha and you're right. We shouldn't be crapping all over Kesha. She's great. She it's great that she's uh, doing this, and she sang Rainbow, uh, and she performed that, which was lip synced, but really, really good. I love the
1: song. But here's the thing. I will go like. The other thing is I'm a performer. Okay. Kesha's is a performer. We're di- like, she only at the beginning of this video, she only says like four lines of dialogue. She could have like memorized those. She didn't, <laughs> she didn't
0: have it sounds recorded. Yeah. You know, it sounds, me
1: it sounds your energy, very scripted. Your
2: heart, your voices and the way you take action. If you're 18, you better be voting in November. We need you. <laughs> Look,
1: okay. she, what she's saying is right, but it's coming from a very red point of view. And I can, I, one of, I, you know, I actually thought that the global pride already happened when, it, when we were watching Stephen Sondheim's birthday celebration.
0: <laughs> You're like, oh, it's global pride. I thought that
1: was global pride. <laughs> It is
0: kind of funny that every—I mean, I know it was on Stonewall Day, so it was important that it happened this weekend. But you know, we, of course, on this station, we're celebrating Pride all month long and all year long. So when Pride, when June started happening, we saw Pride, 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 Happy Pride, Happy Pride, and then over the weekend came all the Pride posts. And I was like, oh, everyone chose the very last three days to really be like Pride, 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 And 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 I get that there's a correlation with Stonewall Day, but. This just seemed like a very low energy take And then and then we, we go to Adam Lambert's performance And he's singing The same song that he sang During the COVID Alone Together virtual concert That happened three or four months ago It's a Mad, Mad, Mad World And it's a super depressing song which I I was like, why is he choosing that song when everyone's like trying to rah, 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 hey, we're doing this together, we're in this together kind of a thing. And so I thought it was an odd song choice back then. And then he did the same song for Global Pride, an equally sad and identical song to the last performance.
1: Maybe he just has like a great recording of it that he likes to, he's like, I'll just do that one again.
0: Yeah, <laughs> all right. I'll just kind of throw on the Adam Lambert track but and we'll just do a- that again.
1: We... Even in the midst of all the negativity and all the sad stuff happening, we got to find some joy in this. So I, you know, like let's, it's pride. So put on the joy songs. There's a million of them. We're the gays. We're the gay.
0: Let's have fun. -um. (laughs) Jeezum. We'll be right back. Drop the
2: subject. The new channel Q.
0: All right. You know, it's a good day when Donald Trump is getting an arrest warrant from a different country. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Twitter is abuzz right now because Iran has issued an arrest warrant for Donald Trump over the drone strike that killed uh, Soleimani a while ago. It's very interesting to see how that will play out. Um, Interesting things on Twitter today, but of course, interesting things going on in the food world. And every Monday, we like to talk about them. This is the Monday Munch Report.
4: (laughs) Mm, that sounds good. I'll oh, have that. Yas, yes, yes, yes.
5: What are you doing?
0: And I know we've all had thing. our own experiences with cooking more now that we're staying home a little bit more. Clayton, you've never been a cooking man, but now you claim you are.
1: Yeah, like I I learned how to cook and I love it. I've it's just I didn't know it was in me. I have a natural flair for spices and <laughs>
0: Oh, so you think you're a natural with cooking?
1: Uh, yeah. I just had never done it before.
0: <laughs> well, you're you're a guy who every time you were coming in the studio, you always had just things that you had picked up at the store. It was never, oh, this is my homemade quiche yeah. that I made for the week. There was nothing that you had prepared yourself. It was always just you bringing in. It was like a bag of things beef. that you'd gotten. Yeah, yeah like, like pita jerky
1: and pita yeah. puffs, and then you always had like a full like stew.
0: I did. Yeah, I would have like a a stew that I made or a salad that I made. There was always some kind of a weekly dish that I would make for me and my wife. But what we're talking about this week for the Monday Munch Report is there is an actual report. And this was done in England. So I don't know how true this is for people in America. But it claims that when it comes to millennials, millennials throw away 633 meals per year. Because they would rather just throw them away than reheat their leftovers. And my question for you, Clayton, is: since you are cooking more, are you eating all of the leftovers? Because leftovers probably not something that you're used to eating. Homemade leftovers. You're probably used to just you know eating uh, leftover poke bowls when you no, pick them up. You I know.
1: I actually relate to the millennials on this because I'm not someone that enjoys leftovers. I like to have my food, like, served. I'm like an old man. I like to have my food served, like, at the temperature it should be eaten at. And I I guess it's true. I don't know how to reheat leftovers. Every time I put, like, say, meat or something in the microwave, it just, like, hardens it and makes it taste bad. So I don't – it's true. I don't know how. They don't teach you this stuff.
0: (laughs) I just find it fascinating because that is – Detailed in this article, which is the Daily Mail, so take it as you want to take it. But the re- the number one reason why they say millennials are not reheating their food is because they don't know how. And is when that, I,
1: is that because huh? they don't know how to use a microwave or like? <laughs> I
0: think it's because they don't know the amount of time. Like, okay, this is you know the amount of time that you're supposed to reheat a piece of pizza that you got from a takeout place versus beef bourguignon that you made yourself at home those are two different experiences right Right. i mean pizza you can heat up a slice of pizza in 45 seconds max and it'll scald the top of your mouth and you're like this is perfect yeah but But the the bread
1: of the pizza the crust gets really like hard and is not tasty anymore
0: if you, yes, if if, if you, you there's a window, yeah, if there's a window there, and if you go past the window, then you end up with a, a, a very tough crust. But when it comes to reheating, usually if you're cooking for yourself, if you're doing like the, the classical, I'm doing a protein, I'm doing a vegetable, and I'm doing a starch, and then you put them in a, tu- in a Tupperware, they're all mashed together, and then the next day you go to your fridge and you're like, ew, what is this? Get it away from me. I don't want this. Who made this? And it's like, you, you made it. But- if you don't know how to reheat it properly, then it probably will go into tra- into the trash and the list here of the things that are thrown away the most and again, I say for a third time, this was made in England, so I don't know how many people are throwing it's away like bangers beans. and mash. Right. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's like 53 plates of fish and chips. I'm like I don't know if that's the same here, but 34 <laughs> plates of bolognese. So if you're making spaghetti bolognese, that would I would imagine be the most leftover worthy.
1: That's just too much. You're eating too much bolognese. Oh, because
0: you've already had your carb load? Is that well, what you mean?
1: No, I just mean if you're eating 36 plates. If, <laughs> no, if, you're, th- think- <laughs> if you're throwing away 36 plates, that means you're eating 66.
0: You're pre- <laughs> you're preparing too much bolognese. It's way you're- too much bolognese. <laughs> right, <laughs> get creative, people. Uh, twenty five chicken tikka masalas. I mean that. I I guess when you think of what is the worst, like what is the worst food to reheat? I, I mean, it's got bre- to be bread. Anything's got to be bread. Oh, really? I'm saying
1: breakfast.
0: Anything breakfast-related, I would never reheat, and I would probably never even save unless it was only bacon.
1: That's true. You don't want it, like eggs, you don't want to reheat. That's disgusting.
0: Yeah. Uh. I mean, you know, a, a, a soup is definitely something that can be reheated a thousand times, and forgive- it's always fine.
1: You got to forgive me. I'm just stuck on the math on this. Like, 600 and <laughs> th- like 633 plates, that's so much food. That's like two meals a day that you're throwing away.
0: And that's it, each millennial.
1: That's each millennial. Throwing, that's a, right. This is I So mean, you're
0: throwing away at least what? Is that like ten ten different plates of food every single week?
1: Yeah, and not every meal has leftovers. Right? No.
0: Yes, so, but maybe people are cooking more now and they haven't really figured out portions yet. I mean, there are a million reasons why this could be.
1: Well, we while we were in Big Bear, the lady that hosted us made us steaks and we transported a steak from Big Bear back to LA, a cooked oh, steak that, uh-huh. that I will be attempting to reheat <gasps> for oh. lunch today. So ah. I will put this theory to test. I will test this theory (laughs) because if I can't get it to a proper temperature, I'm throwing the steak away.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and that's tough. And you definitely don't want to let if you're heating up someone else's leftovers and you end up not eating them. I mean, especially if someone took the time to make you an incredible steak. That is something that is. Yeah, that's a real bummer. Definitely don't let her know. Uh, We've got news it or lose it coming up next. So don't go anywhere. Drop the subject returns after this.
2: Drop the subject. The new channel cue.
4: the subject presents news it or lose it
0: all right it's that time it's news it or lose it time which means that i have collected three headlines i'm staring at them right now and clayton you have three decisions to make if you want to hear the rest of the story you news it if you never want to hear another detail about this story again you lose it are you ready
1: I am ready, but I don't have a bell. That's okay.
0: <laughs> you can just say ding. I'll just
1: say I'll just say bell.
0: <laughs> <laughs> bell. All right. Here's your first headline: NASA designs a vibrating necklace to help you stop touching your face. Uh,
1: uh th- this is something that I actually need because I'm a f- I'm a face toucher. So. <laughs> Belle.
0: You like touching (laughs) your beautiful face. I get Belle. Great. Moving on. Mommy brain exists, but doesn't last forever, according to a new study.
1: Oh, I feel like if I lose this, then I'm like. um,
0: Then you're a woman uh, hater. Yeah. (laughs) You don't care about moms. Fine.
1: No, but I want to know about. I'm very interested in brain health. So I I, let's news it as well.
0: Belle. All right, and then finally, headline number three, NASA will give someone $35,000 in prizes to design a toilet that works on the moon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> but, also, but also, it feels kind of like NASA's cheap, like they're being cheap.
0: That's <laughs> what I thought. I was like, 35 grand? You're NASA. Yeah. And you can't it. create your own toilet, so obviously it's really difficult.
1: Yeah, NASA shouldn't be farming out work to just, like, <laughs> normal
0: uh, people. Right, and then to say $35,000 in prizes. I want $35 Not even money. in cash money.
1: Right. And add like, zeros pro- to it. What if the prizes are just yard signs?
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, we have those coming up on Channel Q. All right, here's your first headline that you decided to news. Um, NASA, this is the first NASA story. If you want... A constant reminder from technology to let you know how often you're touching your face. NASA has you covered. The pulse. It's a pendant that you can hang from your neck like a necklace, but it's not just decorative. When your hand gets close to the device, it starts to vibrate. That's supposed to remind you to stay away from your face zone. And this already seems rather flawed to me because these the necklace that I'm looking at Goes to about chest level. So if you like touching your own chest, that's going to be a bigger, it's going to make it buzz. But if you're just, I mean, the the workaround for this is that you just lift your hand, you lift your arm away from your chest and touch your face. The pendant's never going to know the difference.
1: Well, you can also tell if you're looking at this pendant, it literally just looks like a battery on a shoelace. (laughs) So it's like, you can tell that it was designed by like scientists and not by like anyone that cares about like fashion or looking good.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Because people who create these things, they don't necessarily think about the way that you're going to look like a damn idiot when you're walking around with a vibrating pendant.
1: Right. And this is why NASA couldn't create um, toilets. A toilet. Right. That it work seems like space. NASA they- is
0: really cheaping out lately.
1: Yeah. Like this is does not seem like a NASA uh, invention. This seems literally like something you would buy at like PetSmart for your dog. <laughs>
0: like it's a bark collar. Here's what <laughs> right. you do, NASA. If you want anyone to buy this, especially ladies, turn that vibrating plastic thing into a really cute little crystal pendant. And, and just look, make it look like an anthropology necklace and everyone will be all over it, okay? Just exactly. change the aesthetic. Okay, it's the, mommy brain. It's, uh, it's something that many people claim to suffer from when you are uh, you just had a baby or, you know, even when your baby's like five years old, I feel like you can still g- get away with mommy brain. You're like, anyway, mommy brain. And everyone's like, okay, sure. Well, a new study conducted by Purdue University has uh, figured out they looked at 60 moms whose children were at least one-year-old and 70 non-moms, and it turns out the whole idea of mommy brain is real and has to do with hormones and sleep deprivation in the early days of parenting. So when you first have a child, you have a cascade of hormones and sleep deprivation that might be affecting your attention and your memory processes in the brain. So mommy brain does happen, and it is affected by extenuating circumstances. The thing I don't get is, why isn't there daddy brain? Because
1: daddies are, you know, their brains are always mush. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. I don't... I don't. <laughs> I, I think that when, I, I mean, I don't know because I don't have kids, but like, it just seems like when you have kids for the rest of your life, as long as you have to worry about these little monsters, no matter what age they are, it's going to make your brain mush because kids are horrible to their parents. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, all right. That's great. Um, Can't wait for you to eventually have children. Um, No, it's very true. I- yeah.
1: Uh, don't you th- i mean don't you think it's not easy like ha- well, no, because I, like, there's a
0: constant it's it's like if you think about on a very minuscule scale right a pet that is constantly barking or trying to be let outside and you're trying to focus on something what whatever it is whether you're playing solitaire or candy crush or whether you're in in, in engaged in actual work you're distracted so anytime right. you're distracted you're not going to be able to think clearly and so if there is An amplified, you know, an actual baby who like they're higher stakes there. If you don't listen to the baby,
2: you feel
0: like your mind is always in a thousand places. And then it gets labeled as mommy brain when it's really just I'm a I'm a parent who's
1: exhausted. I'm exhausted and I'm trying to keep my baby alive. That would (laughs) I mean, I can barely keep my fish alive and I have mommy brain.
0: Yeah, (laughs) exactly. I think we all do. (laughs) And there's covid brain. That's definitely a thing. When we come back. We're going to read some of the things that you've been posting to us at DTS show on our social media. And we we will reveal the winner of the gayest news headline of the week. Don't go anywhere. Drop the subject.
2: The new channel Q.
0: Or direct message to us at all. Um, But I think it's worth sharing. Cam Wagon is a guy who listens to our show and he is a big fan and he uh, interacts with us a lot. He's great. And, uh, you know, a lot of people were posting some Uh, pride posts over the weekend cam is straight and he posted a picture of a book that he had picked up called the gay bcs a queer alphabet which i didn't even know that book existed i want to buy that um, which, speaking of books, we're going to be talking to a great author a little bit later about an incredible book that he put together about LGBTQ people and stories in the healthcare field. But anyway, I, I digress. Cam said, as an ally for my LGBTQ friends and family, I have a responsibility to learn. Here is my next step to helping me to at least understand the basic vocabulary hashtag pride. Hashtag Pride Month. So I just think it's really, really nice to see people like Cam, I mean, who's an avid listener of the show, as I said, and he's listening to a station and to a show that is for all intents and purposes, could be outside of his comfort zone. But he is taking the time to, to learn about uh, people who d- didn't, haven't, have, haven't had a voice in years past. And he's even taking it a step further by picking up some gay literature and just posting about being an ally, which, which didn't seem self-serving in any way. So I think, you know, Cam, this is what a, a really great ally looks like. And so I just wanted to say thank you to people like Cam out there making a difference.
1: Thank you, Cam. We appreciate it. And, you know, it's true. Knowledge is power. The more you learn about things that you're not familiar with, the more you can accept them and be open to them. So power to the people.
0: Absolutely. All right. Gayest news headlines of the week. We I was not here when the nominees were read out so I'm excited to learn about what the nominees were but every week we give you some headlines that made the rounds on social media and on the internet in general some of them sound very gay some of them are actually gay some of them just sound like they are but you vote on what is the official gayest news headline of the week and then we read the winner every Monday so here are your nominees headline number one Daytona beach bottom fishing is booming headline number two Make a circle of love for supper with sausage. Wow, I have so many more questions <laughs> than answers there. Headline number three, NFL star HaHa Clinton Dix encountered real bears. No way. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, headline number four, the 2020 Subaru Outback has arrived. Well, I need to get to a Subaru dealership as soon as possible. Uh, I actually am a Subaru owner now myself as a lesbian. I think oh, I, no. I had to, yes, I know. I did it. We had to do it. It, it became, we, we we got sucked in. It, it just happened. We didn't even realize. We were like behind the wheel of one, and we were like, this is too good to pass up. What is it? It's in our DNA.
1: But what is it about the Subaru? I don't
0: so- know, Clayton. It's just <laughs> such a great, car we took it camping it was wonderful and it was it fit all of our fishing equipment i mean i don't know what it is we're just drawn to it like a moth to the floor. it's the and hatchback it's the hatchback i can't get away from it <laughs> and the winner is just that the 2020 subaru outback has arrived with 74 percent of the vote a clear sweep from the 2020 subaru very very good congratulations when we come back Oh, what do we have on deck? All kinds of exciting stuff. A brand new uh, hour of radio. Ah, who is your animated doppelganger? Of course, you like to say who your real-life doppelganger is or a celebrity who looks like you, but what animated character looks like you? We'll talk about that. We found our own when we get back. Drop the subject.
2: The new Channel Q.
0: Drop the subject, Allie Johnson, Clayton Ferris is hanging with me today. And wouldn't you like to celebrate Pride? It's still a couple of days left. You've got a couple more. And you could celebrate Pride curbside in style with us here at Channel Q with Curbside Pride. Here's how it works. It's super easy. Just go to our website, wearechannelq.com. Very easy. And then you upload a picture or a video of you celebrating your pride or expressing your pride, okay? Maybe you celebrated this weekend somehow with some friends, maybe social distancing. Take a picture of that or make a little video and upload it to wearechannelq.com, and you can get all kinds of stuff. You can get a Channel Q face mask, Channel Q t-shirts, a Channel Q lawn sign, huh? Everyone loves lawn signs these days. You can also get some cool games to play with your new friends social distance quarantine friends or your Zoom friends. And you can also have a chance to be on the air with us and talk about Pride and what it means to you. It's all very exciting. So go to wearechannelq.com and celebrate Pride curbside using the hashtag curbsidepride. Is that correct? Channel Q curbside pride. Yes. So thank you for celebrating with us. We love you and we appreciate every single one of you listening and checking us out. Now.
1: I'm, I'm looking at the ones online. There's some really fun ones up. Are there? Yeah. There's... Yeah, there's Bubba in Palm Springs. Bubba? He has, he has his June Pride. He has a bag of Skittles. Um, There's Carl Folsom in California. There's uh, Asia Sullivan in Los Angeles, who looks like she wor- is a healthcare worker. So people oh, are doing this. that's and I, great. Yeah.
0: Well, Rainbow Skittle, tasting the rainbow is, is pretty much as gay as it gets. And I think that Skittles and... Uh, pride should be working more closely together. So that's great to hear from you guys, and keep them coming.
1: Haley from Seattle has on a very gay mask. Grace, proud.
0: (laughs) Great. I mean, really, it it, when you is a gay mask just considered one of those ballroom masks? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Now, just a
1: rainbow mask.
0: We've put it off long enough. We must talk about the president of the United States. I was in such a good mood, but we have to keep you updated on what is going on because the president has been... Not arrested, but he has been issued an arrest warrant in a different country. And we will take this opportunity to share a fresh new intro for Trump Around. Why
4: do you be nearing to Donald Trump? Why do you be nearing Donald Trump? He's a bad person. He's a bad person. He's kind of a little bit stupid. He takes up the world. He takes not track. He steals money. He should go to jail.
0: Ah, wonderful! This is Trump around, and if this six-year-old girl or seven-year-old girl gets it, then uh, I think, hopefully, you will too. Now, the president of the United States—he he, has—he it was a very proud moment for him when Soleimani was killed. Right? This. Um, you know, for all intensive purposes, tyrant who is responsible for a lot of people, a lot of innocent people dying um, in Iran. And he died, I believe it was last year, might've been earlier this year. I don't have that information in front of me, but Iran has now issued an arrest warrant for president Donald Trump over the drone strike that killed Soleimani. And he is one of 36 people that have been issued an arrest warrant in relation to the death of Soleimani. And this would potentially, I guess, as soon as Donald Trump leaves the presidency, when his term ends, think, you know, we're thinking about him not being reelected right in November. If he is no longer the president, that's when he would be prosecuted. So I guess they are upholding the fact that according to the federal law here, you cannot be arrested and charged while you are a sitting president, Um, though I think a lot of us wish that that role would change. He would not potentially be prosecuted until his term ends, but of course the administration is like, this is all publicity stunt and it's a political stunt and ah, we're this is all propaganda that we're used to. So who knows what's going to happen?
1: Who knows? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, I'm like distracted because I am, I have the privilege, I guess, of sometimes ignoring what Donald Trump says because I he gives me anxiety and. Sp- and spikes it and so i just googled donald trump just just the name and like it's just it's painstaking it's never good results it's never good results and i mean look it's just what like i i i I can't speak on it because i'm not that informed but i don't know how many presidents have been uh you know, almost arrested by other countries, even if the countries are our quote unquote en- enemies, I just it just doesn't sit well. <laughs> it just feels like a weird thing to happen. And I'll speak for myself. Donald Trump has gots to go. I'm sorry <laughs> if you don't agree with that.
0: Well, I'm I'm pretty sure if people are listening to this station, they would probably agree with that. But hey, you never know. You're right. Anybody is entitled to their own opinion. And just curi- out of curiosity, Clayton, would you be more horrified by by which of the Google searches? Search doing a Google image search for herpes, okay, or a Google image search for Donald Trump. What would be what would gross you out more? Which well, of these results?
1: Let me let me look live on the air. I'm looking at the herpes thing. This is my uh-huh. honest reaction. I'm just kind of like, oh, okay, that's herpes. And then <laughs> I'm googling Donald Trump in here, and I'm going to the image. Oh God!
4: Oh no! No! Oh, Oh, I
1: mean, yeah, it's a, it's a fun game to play
0: with your friends. Um, also, just in other Donald Trump news, and then we will stop talking about this man, Andrew Cuomo, the mayor of New York. Uh, I mean, just talking about COVID, at least 12 U.S. states are pausing their reopening plans because more than half are reporting rises in cases. And Andrew Cuomo has urged the federal government to make mask wearing a a like an executive order everyone has to wear one no matter where you are or what you're doing i don't see that ever happening but he has detailed the recent uh the accounts of recent weeks and just saying the federal government has completely abandoned helping out the states when it comes to COVID 19 it was like as soon as cases were on the down they were like got ah, boop all right we're gone everything's fine now and now these cases are spiking again and they're not getting the help that they need so uh, really frustrating and hopefully would change, but I don't ever see. I mean, Donald Trump, I've never seen him wearing a mask and I don't think he ever will be. And it's weird to see mask wearing being such a political statement. Um, but anyway, when we come back, what do we have? Exciting things. Ah! Who is your animated doppelganger? Yes, we're going to switch it up and talk about our cartoon lookalikes when we come back. Drop
2: the subject. The new Channel Q.
0: Drop the subject. Allie Johnson, Clayton Ferris, our bisexual friend, is hanging with us all show long. James will be back tomorrow. And he is taking a much-needed day off. Animated doppelgangers. Who is the person who looks like you in animation form? Everyone always wants to. This is a, another Twitter trend. It's one of the better Twitter, Twitter trends that's going on right now. Um, it's it's Donald Trump, racist Karens, and <coughs> animated doppelgangers. That's what's ruling Twitter today. So everyone likes to talk about what who your actual doppelganger is. Do you get a specific real-life person, Clayton? I feel like you're one of those guys who looks like a lot of different
1: people. I do I mean some like the one I get lately and not that many not everyone knows who this is but it's Jay Duplass like the brother from Transparent. Oh, okay. All right. A lot of people say him.
0: Yeah, I get people like I get people all over the map. I get Christina Ricci, I get Alicia Silverstone. Uh I also get Jim Carrey, which is rather disturbing. <laughs> But also I look at pictures of him and I'm like, not horribly inaccurate. Right. Now, when it comes to the animation world... How does that change? People have been posting their doppelgangers, their animated doppelgangers, and there are all kinds of fun ones here. We have uh, uh, Marie- Merida from Brave. We have Harrow from The Dragon Prince. We've got uh, Oscar Proud from The Proud Family, uh, some characters from Dragon Ball Z. So everyone is posting their, pic- their picture, followed by, you know, it's a side-by-side of them and their animated doppelganger. And I wondered if you had a specific animated doppelganger because I was sent one by my wife this morning that is is actually not bad. I've never heard of this character, but she, her name is Raven, and she's apparently on one of the top 20 most attractive animated characters of all, of all time. So I don't know if she's just trying to pander to me or if that's actually what she thinks, but it's a short-haired animated girl who seems like some kind of a warrior. But I've also gotten... An animated doppelganger over the years that has been suggested to me, and people have posted side by sides of me and this animated character, and it does not do me any. It doesn't. It Who? doesn't make me feel great.
1: <laughs> Who is it?
0: Well, I'm nervous to tell you because I don't want you to agree, and it's not even a human being. Okay. Um, he, yes, he used to be a human being and now lives as a friendly ghost. Casper? It's Casper. (laughs) I have gotten Casper the friendly ghost as my animated doppelganger for many years, which has been submitted through many listeners. And I hesitate to ask you, because I don't want to know if I want to know the answer, but do you agree that that I look like Casper the friendly ghost, the most... Transparent, ghoulish, baldish, biggest foreheaded animated character of all time with no feet.
1: I mean, I just want to point out that it's Casper the friendly ghost. So
0: Uh that's... Not Casper the shrill lesbian. The shrill
1: lesbian ghost or the awful ghost. So, um, you know, I'm looking up Casper right now and you're not going to like this. I see it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, what do you want? Is it the forehead? It's gotta be. It's gotta be, it's gotta be, the, gotta be the skin and the forehead. It's the five head. Yeah. Why? Yeah. <laughs> if I've got my hair up, forget about it. It's like you can't even tell the difference.
1: <laughs>
0: but that's not all. I've gotten, I, I mean, because I, I do a fair amount of voiceover as well. I've done some voice, some animated characters, and it's weird to look at, a, at an animated character that's not even human. Right. And to say, yes, I think that voice fits. That that definitely makes sense. I have voiced hamsters. I've voiced a mushy avocado once. I've also <laughs> voiced an actual cartoon pineapple who what it, t- looks and talks like a human being. Wouldn't
1: you rather look like Casper the Friendly Ghost than a mushy avocado?
0: No, I'd rather look like a mushy avocado.
1: Okay. And so like the one that I've gotten before, and I don't even want to say this because people call him the hot dad. But some people have said that I look like the dad from Inside Out. Yes, you do. <laughs> and spec- He's kind of
0: got that scruffy. He's got that five o'clock shadow, but then he's also got a darker mustache. Yes, and he's got kind of a long. Yeah,
1: I'm gonna take a you picture. You totally look and like that guy. I'm gonna put it side to side, and we can maybe put it up and see if anyone agrees. <laughs> All
0: right, I want you to put that picture up of side by side with you and the and the dad from Inside Out. I will post a side by side with me and Casper the Friendly Ghost, and people can also post their own. But let us know if you agree with these animated doppelgangers. <clears throat> because some of them, I mean, looking at this hashtag, that some of them are absolutely uncanny, but I refuse to believe that of all of the animated characters in the entire animation world, that Casper the Friendly Ghost is my closest doppelganger. I mean, it's just, it I don't know how that makes me feel about myself. Um, my wife also didn't super disagree, which is all, is disturbing, but that's besides the point. We will put those up. Interact with us at DTS Show. When we come back... Karen's oh Karen's yes it happened again over the weekend and I believe a Trader Joe's in Hollywood was involved we'll get to that when we get back drop
2: the subject the new channel Q
0: drop the subject Allie Johnson and Clayton Ferris is with me today James is out he'll be back tomorrow Karen's are having a moment I'm sure actual Karen's are not happy with the direction that the Karen meme has taken it's really taken a very (laughs) weird turn um, you know, anybody who is causing a scene in a grocery store who is a white lady is now being labeled a Karen. Many times, insensitive things are being said. Managers are being asked for. And this weekend, a Karen in a Trader Joe's in Hollywood has made news headlines for being very upset when she was asked to wear a mask. People really don't like being told that they need to wear masks to be inside of a store, of a grocery store, where masks are now a requirement. Um, so this lady, but you know what's different about this story? We actually have news audio of this story. And usually we're just kind of playing the audio of a, of a Karen going wild. And we're like, oh, ha, 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 this is crazy. Karens, it seems now, are starting to fight back and try and justify their behavior. So we will play the news clip of the original story and the Karen in question who is speaking up and clarifying and justifying her actions, take a listen. A woman going ballistic yesterday afternoon <laughs> inside a North Hollywood ballistic. Trader
3: Joe's after being asked to put on a mask. Kind
0: of rude. <laughs> going ballistic, completely having a nervous breakdown. Put on a mask <laughs> tonight. She's telling her side of the story. Our Amy Powell has more on her message.
3: <laughs> you. You. F- 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 democratic. <laughs> All of you. That man harassed me for not wearing a mask. I have a breathing problem. The. <laughs>
0: Okay, so she's she's cussing up a storm because she has a breathing problem. She doesn't need to wear a mask. All while, Trader Joe's is playing their traditional happy music where it's like, you come and go, you come and go, and she's like, no, i, 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 I it's like, come, 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 chameleon, it's really and nice. Every,
1: all the Trader Joe's employees are in their uh, Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, and they're
0: just like, what's wrong, madam Don't you like wasabi pot stickers?" The video
3: has been viewed thousands of times online. A woman swearing and yelling inside a Trader Joe's store. She says her angry tirade started in response to a customer who was harassing her because she wasn't wearing a mask.
0: Okay, so this is her defense now. Karen is 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 justifying her actions, saying that she didn't start it. Another person started it by accosting her over her lack of mask.
5: Right away, he started uh, using obscenities at me, giving me uh, saying "f you." I don't want to repeat it. "f
3: you," the c word. Where your effing mask? All of this. The woman who asked us
0: not to use her name says she called it. <laughs> she doesn't want her name to be used, Clayton. <laughs> okay. You know what? You know why?
1: Because it's Karen. Because it's
0: Karen. <laughs> she
3: called a Trader Joe's store in Toluca Lake and was given don't need permission to know by We name. We, we don't need know to know her name. We
0: know her name. Do you want to know my name? No, that's okay. Thanks so much. We actually already have it written down.
3: ...who asked us <laughs> not to use her name, says she called a Trader Joe's store in Toluca Lake and was given permission by the manager to come in and shop without a facial covering.
0: Okay. So we have a manager involved. She has originally her defense is that she was supposed to go to the Toluca Lake location where she had spoken to a manager who said that she was they were going to allow her to enter the store without a mask and she went to the but wrong she location she
3: mistakenly went to north hollywood <laughs> where another manager told her she would make an exception allowing her to buy groceries without a mask on that day only the confrontation happened when she started shopping
0: then i did what any normal human being a woman would do and don't don't do the woman thing karen yeah. okay don't throw us all, all of us down. You don't, don't pull us all down with you. I would do any what any woman would do if she was being harassed by a man, not knowing if he's a crazy man. I start yelling in self defense. I don't know if yelling is the first thing you're supposed to do. No, it's not. Just wear a mask. Just wear a damn mask.
2: I start yelling in self defense. So anyone I... harassing me, to wear a mask. You guys are violating federal law. Man. you get that? Get that on camera. Man.
3: The woman says she does not regret what she said during the encounter. <laughs>
0: okay, so she does not regret. This is her speaking up for herself and saying, nope, I would have done it all exactly the same. This man was harassing me and calling me a C word, and I was defending myself the only way a woman knows how, which is to cuss at them.
1: You know, I, the, I have a Car- an Aunt Karen, and I, don't, I haven't talked to her about <sighs> how this is affecting her.
0: But. I would love to talk to her about how this is affecting her. But you well, also saw a Karen. You you had a Karen inter- I, interaction. I saw
1: a Karen in the wild this weekend in Big Bear. We were walking down the street and a there was a Karen. Yeah, I could and it was weird because now from literally like two hundred feet back, I was like, Oh, this is a Karen situation happening. I can see it.
0: <gasps> and what happened? I could,
1: I could tell by the body language. There was a dumpster on the side of the road and Um, someone had put a bag of poop in it, like from their dog. Okay. And the dog, like, and on the dumpster, it was like, you know, you can't put, don't put any trash in here. The Karen had seen it happening. (gasps) She was, she was like the people and like, look, yeah, there is a huge sign that says, don't put anything in here. There's a $250 sign but like these people's dog was like sick on the side of the road. It was like this whole misunderstanding, but she started yelling about the cops, the people went back and like fished the dog poop out of the thing. No. Yeah, and it was just kind of like and it was in a it was in a bag, but it was just it's these situations where people get it just things get out of control, people can't control their anger. Everyone's been cooped up. I mean, you know, it's It's everyone's on edge.
0: Well, and everyone feels like they need to assume the position of manager if they cannot find one around. And that is what Karen feels that the need to do. She needs to be the one policing the area and telling people not to put their dog crap in a dumpster. Right. Um, When we come back, we are going to tell you how you can celebrate Pride with us. And also, I think Channel Q might have a new sponsor. We'll talk about that when we get back. Drop the
2: subject. The new Channel Q
0: drop the subject, Ali Johnson, Clayton Ferris is hanging with us today, and if you would like to celebrate Pride with us, there are a couple more days to get in on this, celebrate at home, curbside Pride, that is what Channel Q is doing this year, of course we can't have our big parades, we always love a parade, us gays will always go to a parade, and we love a float, but we can't. Do that this year because, hey, we're trying to stay safe. COVID cases are on the rise. It's important for us to stay safe. And we have to make sure you stay safe so you can listen to us. So here's what you do. You go to wearechannelq.com, upload a video or a picture of how you are celebrating or expressing your pride, and we will hook you up with all kinds of great stuff like a Channel Q lawn sign. Mm, oh let's throw in some t-shirts let's throw in some face masks maybe some games all kinds of fun stuff ways for you to celebrate within the comfort of your own home and you can hang out on the air with us and talk about what pride means to you all very exciting we would love to hear from you so go to wearechannelq.com to upload your picture or video you can also always direct message us at we are q clayton
1: we are Channel kia. Yes, we Yes, Ali.
0: I'm very happy that you're here joining me today. It's been nice catching up with you. Yeah. And, you know, we've been talking about all kinds of things. We've been talking about the president of this country having a warrant out for his arrest. We've talked about the Monday Munch report and how millennials don't want to reheat their food. We've also talked about Karens and how they're continuing to go wild during these crazy times. And like you said, Clayton, you know... Karens and people in general are feeling very raw, they're feeling very chaotic, they've been cooped up, and now they're outside, they don't want to wear their masks, they always think that they are the exception to the rule, mm-hmm. and so there are a lot of Karens that are making headlines every single week, and that seems like kind of a bummer, and so I'm just giving you a little premature happy ending here, I know happy endings are usually save till the end of the show, but... While these Karen stories might be kind of frustrating and anger-provoking, there is a silver lining here because we have actually, because of the Karen agenda, we have gained a new sponsor here on Drop the Subject. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Karen's Gone Wild is a new DVD set that actually you can own. So without further ado, this is very exciting. This is a first here on Channel Q and Drop the Subject. Uh, Our newest sponsor, something that you can take home with you today, I would imagine you can order online, and there's probably no good cancellation or return policy. It's Karen's Gone Wild.
4: Drop the subject presents Karen's Gone Wild. See exclusive, never-before-seen footage of Karen's going at it like you've never seen before. You get out of here. I
3: know. I said she is, and that's why she's leaving, so you will leave too.
4: They've been cooped up in quarantine, but now they're riled up and ready to put you in your what why
3: do you go somewhere else where you can go to a gym
4: they make the rules
3: everybody greet the network everybody
4: but don't have to follow them
0: i refuse to put a mask on i'm in a free country i have a medical condition that i'm not allowed to wear a mask
4: they've got bob haircuts and bones to pick so watch out because they know important people
3: i worked for president obama in the white house
4: they're hot, bothered, and definitely not racist. You know what? I am not a racist person. Buy our limited edition Karen's Gone Wild DVD set today, and we'll throw in our spicy COVID compilation of Karen's coughing in public. <coughs> Visit our Karen's Gone Wild on Facebook page for even more exclusive videos. they are
3: going to get your ass kicked by my family. They're going to f*** you up. I just think I have to go home to take
2: medicine.
4: Karen's Gone Wild.
2: Who wears black in California
4: sex? Drop the subject.
2: The new channel Q.
0: Welcome back to Drop the Subject. I am Allie Johnson and Clayton Ferris is hanging with me today. We wanted to speak with an amazing LGBTQ activist and writer, someone who has put together an incredible book that is out right now, a book called Bodies and Barriers, Queer Activists on Health, which is out now, and I highly recommend you give it a read. It's an incredible compilation of some LGBTQ people and some of the challenges that they've faced when it comes to the healthcare industry. And the editor of the book, the one who made it all happen, is here with us, Adrian Shanker. Welcome to the show.
5: So nice to be here today.
0: Very happy to have you. And just wanted to jump right in and ask you, what was the experience like putting this together? Because this is a book where you're Doing real time interviews with people who have had firsthand experiences when it comes to challenges that LGBTQ people face in the healthcare industry. How did you go about finding these stories and how did you land on the 26 that ended up in the book?
5: So, some people, when they're putting a book together, it's a book they've always wanted to write. And for me, that's not the situation with Bodies and Barriers. I'd never wanted to write a book about how LGBT people's uh, negative experiences with healthcare affect us in such a great way, but I had my own negative experience accessing care from a dermatologist. I'm a full-time LGBT activist. I run an LGBT community center in Allentown, Pennsylvania, and I've been out my entire adult life. So I wasn't expecting to be someone that had a negative healthcare experience. But at every step of the way with this dermatologist, from the moment I walked in the waiting room until the minute I left the doctor's office, I felt like the care that they were providing wasn't care for queer patients like me. And I started talking to some of my friends and some of my activist colleagues and heard so many similar stories. And I felt like healthcare providers need to hear these stories. Policymakers, whether they work for the government or insurance companies or health networks, they need to hear these stories. And activists that are fighting for a healthcare system that works for all of us need to hear these stories. We all need to hear the stories of how LGBT patients, all of us that have received healthcare, have had so many experiences throughout our lives that are barriers to care that have that make it less likely that we will seek health care in the future.
0: Now, the way that you've put this book together is very interesting, because you sort of did it in chronological order with some of the experiences that people face at younger years in their lives and into their older years. Do you ever focus on mental health? Or is it strictly medical health in the book?
5: So Uh, Healthcare is broad. Healthcare is our whole life, right? So healthcare is um, what we think of when we think traditionally of you go to a doctor when you're sick, or for an annual physical, it's also, it's also our brain, it's our mental health needs, it's the experiences we have, because of social isolation and loneliness. It's also the social determinants of health. Things like housing as an issue related to healthcare, or technology as an issue related to healthcare. So in this book, for example, Amani Woody, a, an amazing activist in Washington, D.C., writes about housing and human rights for LGBT older adults. And she talks about how for LGBT older adults, their access to affordable and safe housing is a huge predictor of their health as they age. Also, Jack Harrison Quintana writes about technology as a health issue that today, uh, in an era of smartphones, We can't limit conversations about sexual health to pregnancy and disease prevention. We have to think about geolocating devices, and we have to think about what consent looks like electronically, and we have to have technology conversations as we're talking about our health as well. But to be sure, it also includes things like mental health, social isolation, as an example, the the mental health impacts of not being able to receive gender-affirming care. Preston Heidelbrittle is an activist from rural York County, Pennsylvania, and uh, he's a a transmasculine youth who talks about uh, the effect of not being able to access a safe binder, you know, to bind breasts and to present in a masculine way. And what, you know, what the mental health impacts of not being able to access a binder are. Atticus Rank also writes, um, Atticus is in Albany, New York, and is a a trans man. He writes about addiction and recovery in the LGBT community. So our, our health is broad and our health is really our entire life. Without our health, we don't have our lives. So that's why this issue is so important.
1: What's the process of getting this knowledge and something like this book into the hands of the actual doctors and the people that are providing care so they can be kind of woken up to all this stuff?
5: Well, the first step was to ask people to tell their stories. Our stories have power. And as LGBT people, we know that throughout recent history, it's LGBT people's stories that have changed the landscape of uh, the HIV-AIDS epidemic. It's LGBT people's stories that finally won marriage equality. And it's LGBT people's stories that will help us to achieve health equity as well. So it's asking people to share their stories. And in this book, 26 queer activists come together and share their stories about the health care that we've experienced and how that can be improved. And now we're taking this book and you know, we're encouraging people to get a copy for their doctor. You know, We're also doing book talks uh, in front of audiences that we hope will reach healthcare professionals, not only doctors, but healthcare professionals of all types, whether it's a nurse or a social worker or a surgeon, um, all healthcare professionals provide care to LGBT people.
0: Well, I mean, this would make a great, waiting room book, because all those magazines, let's just be honest, are from like 2013. You got to get some new stuff in there. This would be perfect. Now, we we got some good news and some bad news out of the Supreme Court recently. Obviously, there were some big wins that, that happened in the LGBTQ community, which is fantastic when it comes to people being protected in the workplace, but not such good news in the healthcare industry. And how has that changed the release of this book and how you talk about it?
5: So on June 12th, on the anniversary of the Pulse Massacre, during Pride Month, during a global health pandemic, and at a time when many of us are advocating for Black lives, the Trump administration released their final rule that would remove key protections in the Affordable Care Act's non-discrimination section, Section 1557. The effect of that is especially challenging for transgender people, for LGBT people of color, and it's really important that we fight back against it. The stories of LGBT people are essential, and the stories within our community where we share our experiences, the stories in this book are what will convince health insurance companies to maintain non-discrimination protections regardless of of what happens with this rule. Uh, These are also stories that will convince policymakers to do the right thing as well. And so it's critically important that we continue to share our stories and read the stories of LGBT people who've experienced healthcare challenges. As an activist, sometimes, you know, I think, well, I've heard these stories before. Do I need to read it? But yes, we do. We need to remind ourselves that our rights are not only something we can win in the state legislatures and in Congress. Our rights are also something we have to fight for in hospital rooms and doctor offices as well. And it's not only our our legal rights, it's also our lived experiences that we all deserve access to high quality care throughout our lives.
0: The book is called Bodies and Barriers Queer Activists on Health. The editor is Adrian Shanker, who we've had the pleasure of talking to. And you can follow what Adrian is doing at adrianshanker.com. Adrian, it's incredible what you're doing. We're really glad that you are allowing these stories to be read and given to the people who need them. We will definitely pick up a copy, and we encourage all of our listeners to do so as well. Adrian, thanks so much for joining us.
5: Such a pleasure to be with you.
2: Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Rolling
5: with the homies. Rolling with the homies.
2: Hey, it's Drop the Subject.
0: with Allie Johnson and Clayton Ferris is here with me today. James is out. He's taking a much-needed day off. He'll be back tomorrow. And big thanks as well to Adrian Shanker, who uh, he's an incredible author and an activist, uh, somebody who we definitely need around and we definitely need his voice. So it was great to talk to him. His book is Bodies and Barriers, Queer Activists on Health. It's all about... LGBT people and how they interact in the healthcare industry. There's so many issues to uh, to go over there. And I'm glad that he um, has put together this book. And so if you have a chance to download it or to check it out, please do. And he brought mm-hmm.
1: up the point about br- about taking it to your doctor's office. I love that idea of like yeah. bringing. Can you imagine? It's just a good, but it's a good idea. Like you go see your doctor and you're like, also, I brought you this. That's- well, I
0: mean, it's like the reverse of a dentist giving you a toothbrush.
1: Right, you're like I brought you some reading that'll help like open your mind and figure out how to stop shitting on LGBTQ people. That's, can I? <laughs> can I? Can I say that? No. Nope. Okay, great. But I'm
0: glad you did, <laughs> Jesse. Handle it. Okay, there is a new scam going around, and according to Lance Bass, who is uh, he was a a model citizen. I mean, make it. it it's one of our potential people to replace the Mississippi flag in Bass We Trust. We talked about that earlier. right? But Lance Bass has given a heads up to some people who might be falling for a scam having to do with masks. And it reads as follows. Heads up, fellow businesses. This is not a thing. It's what happens when arts and crafts Karen's have too much time on their hands. We will throw it in the trash and send them on their way. And he is holding up a picture of a laminated face mask exemption card. Reading that I am exempt from any ordinance requiring face mask usage in public. Now, we've already talked about a Karen's Gone Wild in a Trader Joe's where she was very upset that she was asked or confronted about not wearing a mask. Now, if she had just had this fake face mask ex- exempt card, maybe the Karen's Gone Wild would not have occurred, but people are falling for this left and right. It is a laminated card that falsely claims the holder is not obligated to follow any mask-wearing mandates because wearing a mask poses some kind of a physical and or mental risk. But this is not real, and I would also say anyone who falls for it, probably, and I'm not usually one to say people are deserving of getting scammed, but if you're trying to find some kind of a side workaround, you know, m- black market f- face mask exempt card, that's kind of on you for falling for it.
1: Right. I mean, but it looks official.
0: <laughs> well anyone look looks fictional if you if you laminate it. That's all true. you need is a laminator.
1: Right. But we don't even laminate our social security cards. And people <laughs> think those are official. <laughs>
0: i mean yes if you are uh whether you're karen or not whether if you're anybody who has access to a adobe photoshop or b a laminator and if you have both oh man let the scamming begin you can lit and then screenshot having a the ability to screenshot any label you know say it's a government label you can i'm looking at this face mask card right. and you can get a, an emblem that ha- that looks official. This has some kind of an eagle on it, right? And and it has some kind of fake agency where you can get this uh, "quote unquote" card. I'm sure people paying a- are paying a lot of money for this, but you can take any stupid label and change the lettering on it, and people are like, "Well, that looks pretty good." I mean, I've I've gotten snail mail scams. That looked very, very real when it was like, you know what, this is the tax board. We and if it has IRS written on it, I'm immediately like, oh God, what have I done?
1: Right. But well I if always you get, make it. Uh-huh. I always get had by those like things you get that are like pay to the order of and it looks like a check, and then you open it and it's <laughs> like twenty-five thousand dollars, but it's just <laughs> like
0: uh.
1: it's not a check, but I always deposit them. The me- yeah, the you mess, deposit them? I deposit them, and then I get flagged at the bank, and then I have <laughs> to move to the desert and run on a, a cash-only, you know, <laughs> way of life. Oh, but here's the what? thing. that I have no idea what I'm talking about. But, but this F- happens regularly? Re- yeah, every other week. No, but the freedom to <laughs> breathe agency, like, that's who they're saying this agency is. The, it's the FTBA, the Freedom to Breathe Agency.
0: Oh, Lord. And you know what really bothers me is this whole thing of I believe there was a councilman in Arizona who was speaking out about, you know, I don't we we need to be able to wear not wear a mask and blah, blah, blah. And he's literally saying, I can't breathe. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Do you hear yourself right now? This whole like we need to be able to breathe. And it's for the most part. I mean, everything that I've seen, I don't want to generalize too much, but every post that I've seen about this is from white people white people saying i can't breathe i can't breathe and i'm like i can you I, I don't understand in what world you live in even if you are living in a bubble still that you cannot recognize the correlation of saying that exact sentence i can't breathe when 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 people are saying i can't breathe because i my my i've got a mask over my face and it and i have to and i sneeze and i can smell my own breath versus a person and a whole group of people that have been that literally cannot breathe physically to the point where they are dying right. is is unbelievable and so disgusting and makes me vomit inside my mouth. I yeah, mean,
1: I can't, ugh. It's like it's. Definif- de- definition of privilege. And also mm-hmm. if you go, I mean, I just, you know, I like to research these things. If you go to the like the website that's on the card, it's literally just like a Wix account that hasn't been paid.
0: Oh, oh no, it's a free <laughs> Wix account. It's a free Wix account. They didn't account. even spring for the $10 a month.
2: No.
0: Oh Lord. All right, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, news it or lose it.
2: Drop the subject. The new channel Q.
4: Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It.
0: Okay, let's move it right along here on Drop the Subject. It is time for News It or Lose It, Clayton edition. Clayton, you have three stories in front of you. I have three decisions to make. I will, if I'd like to news something, make this noise.
1: Are you ready? (laughs) What? Was that you chipping your tooth on a glass?
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, I really hope I only news one story because I don't want to keep chipping my teeth.
1: Okay. Yes, I am ready. Here are your three stories. Number one, Kylie Jenner fans in an uproar when she claims to have invented a ramen recipe. Oh,
0: my <laughs> God. I've never wanted to lose something so quickly and so far in my life.
1: Okay, then bye-bye. Bye-bye, Kylie. Um, here's a great story. Yale student creates OK Zoomer, a dating site to use during the pandemic. All
0: right. Yes. I think that we need yeah. way more dating apps in this world. I would assume you agree, and I definitely want to hear more about that.
1: Okay. And then one of my favorite stories of the week, Louisiana man faces charges for swimming and sporting goods store fish tank.
0: No way. <laughs> How can you? All right. I have so many questions. News it.
1: Okay. How big so is this we tank? go straight. It's huge. So, let's go to this one first. A Yale student creates Okay Zoomer, which is a dating site for um, people during the pandemic. And they've invented a new word. Everyone loves a new word, and we call they call it zooking up. Oh. So, when you have a zook up, you know, we're used to hookups. We all know what a hookup is, but a zook up is when you connect with someone <clears throat> because you can't see them in person, all you can do is have conversations with them. So, Ileana Valdez, a Dallas native and junior at Yale, invented this site, and it started out as just a go- kind of a Google form that, like, was a small deal. And she she had some of her friends on it, and then it quickly blew up. And as of now, there's over eighteen thousand subscribers. It's in one hundred and fifty schools. This is kind of how like Facebook got go
0: you're right you know you started in college and then it became bigger and bigger and bigger and now and now look mark zuckerberg is (laughs) testifying before congress and people are pulling ads i mean it's amazing how far it's gone so but this is just based on conversation this is not based on like a zook up is not sexual it's just having conversations or is there zex going on
1: there's no Zex, but you can obviously move to a Zoom and have Zex.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you wanted to.
0: Or maybe a little Zorplay.
1: You can have Zorplay. You can have Zex. You can have, you know, make sure you have Zenzent. That's yeah. consent.
0: <laughs> <laughs> consent.
1: <laughs> make sure you're using Zetection. Maybe everything is um,
0: consensual and yeah, use your consent. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Okay.
1: So if I were, you know, not in my 80s, I might jump on OK Zoomer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you are, we're, we're both considered millennials, but a, a zennial is what? That's got to be 21 and younger at this point? I, yeah, yeah. I,
1: I guess so. But I, I this new term is Zoomer, right? And I've been hearing Zoomer, but I don't really know what I got to research that a bit.
0: Yeah, because I don't know if that's the generation of people is now that's the generation is the Zoomer generation or it's just people who like Zoom.
1: (laughs) Right. Or if it's people that are young that are like Karens and they're like instead of boomers, they're Zoomers. Anyways, but this is weird. This Louisiana man faces charges for swimming in a sporting goods store fish tank. Okay, Um,
0: please Uh, give me all the details.
1: This this guy Kevin Wise, 26, plunged into the indoor aquarium at Bass Pro Shop in Bozeman. Bass, City. If you've bass ever been is the word like, of
0: the day, man.
1: It it is the word of the day, and if you've ever been to a Bass Pro Shop, they take pride in like their kind of like um, you know
0: gigantic th- fishing tanks. Call- <laughs>
1: <laughs> They're gigantic fishing tanks because it's all about a fishing. They sell fishing poles there and all fishing gear. So this guy did it, but the sad part of the story is it's like he didn't just do it for fun. He did it for a TikTok. He was celebrating oh. getting two thousand likes, so he jumped into a uh, fish tank, and he's facing charges. So to me, this is a story, a learning opportunity. It's don't jump into fish tanks
5: <laughs>
1: for likes.
0: Well, and and especially not for two thousand likes. Yeah, that's not even that many. Yeah, so it's like, do it. If you're going to jump into a fist tank and get arrested over it.
1: That's a million yeah, likes. Yeah, yeah. Do minimal. that when you've
0: got, yes. Do it when you've got a ton to celebrate. And you can spend a night in jail knowing that you did it for that many likes. I mean, you're right. I don't think anyone should do things just for likes. But if you're going to do it for the likes, do it more for just a 2K. <laughs> <laughs>
1: TikTok, TikTok is so confusing to me, to be honest. It's like I I was, you know, I grew up on the Vine app. I used to have a lot of following there. And that really wasn't that long ago. But now when I go to TikTok and I look at what people are posting and what people are finding funny, I'm literally like, oh, my God, I am old, old, old. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. That's what it makes because me Because I look like. at
0: it and I look at the, da- like it's basically just dances or people who are p- doing practical jokes that are fake and badly acted. And right. so in, yeah. in your Vine days, like you're an actor. You you know how to act. But even if you did like the printer Vine, that's a hugely famous Vine. And you also, like, yes, that was planned, but also you knew how to play it properly so that right. it was, the it was, it was, it was just the right vibe. And people who are doing right this vibe. now, it just seems so, like p- people need to get TikTok acting lessons.
1: They do, exactly. You need to take you need to go through at least 2 years of acting conservatory before you should be allowed to make <laughs> videos for social media. Acts.
0: I got my undergrad in TikTok acting. It's a TikTok uh <laughs> method. All right, happy endings when we come back. TikTok acting.
2: TikTok acting drop the
0: subject
2: the new channel q
0: drop the subject Allie, and clayton ferris here with me james will be back tomorrow so if you have any covid questions for a health expert he will be back we will ask the np i'm sure but clayton it's been great having you on thanks for jumping on the mic with us today
1: thank you for having me it's always a pleasure i love being here so let's do it again
0: i know we'll do it again soon And uh, just if you want to celebrate Pride, there's a couple days left, and here's how you can do it with us digitally, virtually, curbside, to be exact. Channel Q is doing curbside pride this year, and here's how it works. You just go to wearechannelq.com and upload a picture or a video of however you're celebrating your pride. You don't have to just go on the website. You can also tweet them at us, or you can direct message them to us on Instagram at wearechannelq. And in, in... In uh, in response to doing that, you can receive the following. A Channel Q mask, Channel Q t-shirts, Channel Q lawn signs, all very exciting. Games, an opportunity to hang on the air with us and tell us what pride means to you. Maybe tell us your most embarrassing pride stories or a great pride hookup you have. Any of it. Nothing's off the table. Go to WeAreChannelQ.com to upload or, again, do it on social media at WeAreChannelQ and celebrate curbside pride with us. Now, unfortunately, we must go. But before we do, we will give you our happy endings. Yes, we've talked about good things and bad things today. We've talked about Karen's going wild. We've talked about Mississippi changing their flag. We've talked about the canceled Golden Girls episode, Global Pride, the Monday Munch Report. We have a Gayest News headline winner. It was the Subaru, the 2020 Subaru won the Gayest News headline of the week. But it all boils down to this. Out of all the things we've talked about, how do we leave our lovely listeners with something positive to take into the rest of our day or their day? Clayton, do you have a happy ending to bring to the table?
1: I do. This is a very happy ending for me. Um, As you know, some of you listeners know, I have jumped around the spectrum from bisexual to pansexual but I am today changing my moniker yet again. We're adding <laughs> Z to the letters, and I are you a I
0: bisexual?
1: I'm a bisexual. Yeah! Bisexual. <laughs> and that is someone who's willing to, you know, hook up with a guy, gal, anything in between over Zoom. I'm I've, okay with cybersex.
0: I, lo- <laughs> <laughs> I love that your happy ending was you being okay with cybersex. That's amazing. Amazing. Well, I don't know if I can get even happier than that, but I will try. Here's my happy ending. You know, millennials are being blamed for a lot of things, including wasting food. We talked in the Monday Munch Report about how millennials are throwing away up to 633 meals per day, or not per day, per year. (laughs) Per day. So many per day. Um, But here's the bright side. You know, I also read a lot of stories about how rats are starving now and they are eating each other alive and turning cannibalistic because they're so hungry. And I'd like to I'd like to think that millennials, even though rats seem to be starving and, uh, and overall doing worse when it comes to COVID-19, millennials are still doing their small part to keep the rat population thriving by throwing out all that tikka masala.
1: Yeah. And look, rats aren't choosy. Rats love tikka masala. They love bangers and mash.
0: They'll take a bangers and mash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they'll take a pizza rat. Yeah. I mean, anything really they will take. So, uh, I know that food waste is bad, but if they are going to waste food, at least someone's going to eat it and the threat and the, it will keep the rats from yes, eating each other. That alive. is a positive. So there, that is, that is a positive, a slight positive. So thank you for tuning in. And if you missed anything, we had a, a great interview today with, uh, Adrian Shanker and, uh, we talked about all kinds of other stuff. So, um, and and we have a new brand new commercial, a sponsor. Karen's gone wild. All kinds of fun stuff today. Uh, hanging with Clayton Ferris. You can follow Clayton at Clayton Ferris on Instagram or Twitter. You can follow me at Your Alley Johnson and download the podcast. Drop the subject wherever you find your podcast. If you missed any of the show today, you can get all caught up. And we will see you mañana. Bye bye. Zeg Schuel. On the, next. On the next. Drop the subject. On the next show, Allie and James are finally reunited. Ooh, when did we get this new studio audience? And we'll rank the most annoying sounds our neighbors are making. I have a feeling constantly backing up truck will be a finalist. Ooh. And I'll be trying out a bunch of my old jokes from failed open mics. Hey, you haven't even
2: heard them yet. Ow! Why are you throwing whole avocados? Ow, this hurts so much! Wrap the subject, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Pacific, 1 to 4 Eastern, on Channel Q.